as we get set for the kickoff here tonight. Carol wearing their royal blue jerseys with silver pants, white lettering and numerals. Hamilton Southeastern silver pants, white jerseys, and royal blue lettering and numerals, silver helmets. Carol also wearing silver helmets as we get set for action. A blustery night here at Carroll Stadium. 23 degrees, blowing snow, windy, and we'll see what happens. Great as, turnout. <laughs> yeah, absolutely great turnout for Carroll. I mean, we did a regional game here last year, Shannon, and the weather was it was kind of rainy, snowy, foggy. I mean, I think we had all the elements. Sun, yeah. brutal weather, but a great crowd tonight on both the home and visiting side this evening. Yeah, Neon Nation is out in full force, and uh, Hamilton Southeastern, they brought in a good crew up from from the Indianapolis Indy area, so uh, good to see, even though the weather hasn't been cooperating, for those that are at home, put another log on the fire, and we'll keep you covered as we get ready to kick off here. So as we get set for the kickoff, it'll be Hunter Belmonte set to boot it away for the Royals. Carroll will be working left to right on your radio dial. Belmonte boots away a high short kick fielded at about the 13-yard line. And a good return up just shy of the 30-yard line. And a good start for the Chargers as they'll take over first and 10 from their own 29. Yeah, returned by Braden Steely. You know, he's such a dynamic player. You look for them to use him a little bit more tonight, possibly on offense, because he's such a game-breaker. All right, so that'll send the Carroll offense onto the field. Jimmy Sullivan, the sophomore, leading them this year and a strong year for the sophomore so far. He'll open with five wides, empty backfield. Three to his right, two to his left. Back to throw. Looks left. Has no pressure. Now rolls right. Throws one. That one down the sideline, and it's caught. Caught by Jaden Hill. Hill might take it the distance. Ten, five, and he's finally brought down inside the two-yard line. Jaden Hill with a massive play to open this one for Carroll. Yeah, that was uh, also a... Uh, broken play, but uh, giving uh, Sullivan plenty of time to find it. Hill kind of slipped, slipped behind the secondary there. He slowed down here, coming down to the end zone. I think if he would have just trusted his speed, he gets in. But first and goal from the two for Carroll Chargers, and in comes Braden Steely for, for uh, Carroll. So Carroll with a huge pass play to open this one up and set up an opportunity. That one going for 69 yards. Now they have a, a kind of power formation back behind into either side. It's Steely. And then Sullivan, keeper to the right, gets down to the one. Gain a one. I think that was still Braden Steely as they slipped him in there at the quarterback at the last <laughs> second. Uh, but this is going to be tough to get the ball in this. This uh, Hamilton Southeastern uh, defense, they're really good and strong and stout up front. To bring up second down and goal inside the one-yard line for Carroll. Opening possession of this ball game. Now receiver out to either side. Pistol formation. Steely. Takes the direct snap. Runs to his left. 
tries to get to the edge, and I think he's going to be short. No gain on the play, so third and goal upcoming here. Yeah, this is uh, one of those situations where right now they're they're getting stood up at the line of scrimmage, getting no push, and it looks like uh, Abs, the right tackle, is limping, which is not good to see for Carroll's standpoint as you're on the goal line here. So third and goal for Carroll from the HSC one. Again, another kind of power formation here. Direct snap. Now running to his right this time is Steely on the sweep. He's upended and he's stopped just shy of the goal line again. So fourth and goal. And Carroll, obviously, you, you have to go for it here, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's either take, either go for it here, and in worst case scenario, you turn the ball back over to Hamilton Southeastern at the one yard line, or you get the points. But you got to get the ball in from the one yard line. They need to go right at them. This is where they need to run power football and not try to run outrun them. N- another bunch formation. Waiting for the snap. Steely runs to his left. Tries to get there. Gets a push from his line. Waiting for a signal they from the officials. In. And he's in. Touchdown. Braden Steely from a yard out gives Carroll an early lead here with 9.19 to play in the first quarter. Well, they finally got enough push. But I tell you, it wasn't looking all that great at one time there. So, uh, big, big first score for Carroll on the first drive. Getting the big play. Have a chance to go up seven to nothing here. And for Carroll, on for the extra point is Lopez. Kick is up and it is good. And just like that, Carroll has jumped out to a seven nothing lead here early in this one. And, and Shannon, we'll take a look at your drive chart here in just a moment, but. An outstanding pass play to open this up for the Chargers offensively as Jaden Hill was just completely uncovered. I don't even think HSE expected a pass play like that on the opening play of the game. But Carroll able to catch HSE out of position there. Just a kind of a route over the middle that was coming toward the sideline. There was so much time. Sullivan was able to find the open target. Yeah, he got behind him, and, you know, uh, Jaden Hill's one of those sneaky type of receivers, and like I said, I wish he would have just trusted his speed because I think he got in, but those are the type of plays that Carroll's going to have to get tonight because this is a very, as we saw there, stingy defense. It took him four plays to get in from the one-yard line. Sebastian Lopez on to boot it away. Lopez gets it a high, deep kick. This one's actually going to go right to the goal line, and that will be a touchback. Now that's the that's what that's Lopez's forte right there, putting uh, the Royals' offense on the 20 yard line. He's done that to a lot of people, and you know when you have to force an offense to drive the football 80 yards the chances are in your favor that the offense won't do it. So it'll be first and 10 for Hamilton Southeastern from their own 20-yard line, working right to left. Bradle will start with one receiver out to either side. Now he sends two tight ends in motion, one of them, Jack Osecki, to his right. 
And a handoff going right-hand side. That goes to Jalen Alexander. He is stuffed for a loss of one. Yeah, that was one of the linebackers. I don't know if that was Anderson on on the outside there. It looks like Cameron Southeast was going to go quick tempo. So they're right back up to the line, facing second and long. And this time, a run gets across the 25 on the far sideline. Oduma with the tackle there. Big third down here, third and five. So third and five inside, nine minutes to play here in the first quarter. And Bradle hands it off, and it goes to Alexander, and he's going to be stopped short. He gets across the 25 to about the 27-yard line. Fourth and a couple coming up for the Royals, and they'll send on the punting unit. Yeah, that was a quick three and out for the Carroll defense. That gives them a ton of confidence, stopping Alexander and really curtailing this potent offensive rushing attack that the Royals have. So big, uh, big three and out for Carroll. So Braden Totten on to punt here for Southeastern. And, uh, oh. oh, he kind of delayed the punt there. Does end up booting it away. Good kick. It'll bounce as wow. Hafner will not touch it. And that will roll all the way inside the 20 down to the 18-yard line. So an excellent punt that flips the field. And Carroll will take over first and 10 from their own 27-yard line for their second possession. Yeah, the wind is not too bad at the present moment. It was really blowing in the pregame, but right there, like you said, Caleb, he flipped the field because what we thought was going to be pretty decent field position now puts Carroll kind of with their backs against the wall here. So you, you mentioned flipping the field. That was about a 64-yard punt, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> and, he, and he almost messed it up. So this time for the Carroll offense... Back to throw Sullivan over the middle. That one incomplete. Looking for Gabe Starks over the middle. Man, he took a shot, down. too. Yeah. Sullivan took a shot. I believe uh, they're, uh, one of their defensive linemen there, Cheryl, got in quickly and made a hit on uh, Sullivan there. So Carroll working left to right this possession. Second out and 10 from their own 18-yard line. Three receivers right, one to the left. Handoff. This time going right side, Gabe Starks. And he gets across the 20 to the 22-yard line. Gain of four, bring up third and six. Yeah, Hamilton Southeastern up front does a great job of their leverage, and they keep their outside arm free, and they do a great job of keeping leverage on the offensive lineman so Carroll's going to have to come off the ball. Two receivers either side this time for Sullivan from the gun. Back to throw. Throws it out. That one is caught for a first down by Hanson Hafner across the 30 to the 32 yard line. Yeah, that was a nice throw by Jimmy Sullivan as they brought their little twist game and a blitz and he was able to get rid of the ball quickly. Hafner was actually covered pretty well there by the corner. Gain of 10 on third down. Bring up a first and 10 now for Carroll from their own 32. They keep the drive alive. This time one wide out to either side. Sullivan hands it off and not much space that time for Nate Starks. Maybe got back to the original line of scrimmage. Bring up second and 10. Yeah, they're... Uh 
They are so physical at the point of attack. This will definitely be the best defensive front four, five that Carroll will face all year. Three receivers to the left, one out wide to the right. Second and ten. Sullivan, handoff. Starks running to his left, looks for the edge, cuts it back inside, and he's going to be gang tackled at the 31, so they'll end up losing a yard on the play and bring up a third and long. Yeah, you can see right there that what was once a a positive for Carroll's offense for Starks and his speed, Hamilton Southeastern can match that pretty easily. And it looks as if we've got a player down. I'm not sure if that's uh, Starks or not. Injured charger on the play. 6.34 to play here in this first quarter. 7-0 lead for Carroll. A third and long upcoming for the Chargers. And we'll take a timeout. We'll step aside. We'll be back. This is high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. That was uh, Starks that was hurt. And he's up. You can hear the cheers from the crowd. So good to see him walking off the field under his own power. And that'll be an upcoming third down and long for Carroll. We'll see what they dial up on this third down. They'll call it third and 14 all the way back at their own 28-yard line. Now, this is where you want to be careful and not give Hamilton Southeastern a cheap turnover here. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Sullivan from the gun. Back to throw. Now rolls out to his right. Takes off, cuts back. Spins out of a tackle, cuts upfield, and able to get something across the 30 to about the 32-yard line. That'll bring up fourth down and long. And we have another injured player on the field on the far side. Yeah, this is Hamilton Southeastern. I'm not sure who that was. That may be 48. And that would be a huge loss. Evan Sherrill, who leads this defense in sacks with eight and a half on the season and in tackles for loss with 16 and a half. He came into this game as questionable to play. And if he's out, that'd be a huge loss for this Royals defense. Yeah, and then again, speculating there about where he's at and the position that he plays. You can tell he plays with a high motor because he's been in about every tackle or causing havoc in the backfield uh, this drive. So hopefully it's not too serious. So they tend to the injured player in the field upcoming. It'll be fourth and ten for the Chargers from their own 32. They lead it 7-0, 6-10 to play in quarter number one. And really, outside of that big pass play, it doesn't feel like either team, Shannon, has gotten into a rhythm offensively. Yeah, you know, the first drive for uh, Hamilton Southeastern, they went, they went with a, decided to go with a quick tempo, and Carroll's uh, defense matched that and made some big tackles and such. And then now this series here, Carroll's having a little bit more trouble moving the football, and this is not looking very good for Hamilton Southeastern now as we've got multiple people on the field and they brought out a, me a different medical bag that may be a leg stabilizer so 
hopefully it's uh, not something too, too serious. So as we wait to see them uh, tend to this injured player, we'll take another timeout as well. Carroll leads it 7-0, 6-10 to play quarter number one against Hamilton Southeastern. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Carroll Stadium. Caleb Hatch and Shannon Griffith as we're still under a delay for an injured player for Hamilton Southeastern. Did not catch the exact number of that player, but an update for you. They brought an ambulance onto the field and a stretcher to uh, take that player to an area hospital as they are still tending to that player on the field. A quick reset for you. 6-10 to play here in the first quarter. Carroll leads it 7-0 over Hamilton Southeastern. We're dealing with frigid temperatures. We're around 20 degrees now. It's very windy. There's a lot of snow. In fact, snow is starting yeah. to cover the playing surface. So that will be something we'll monitor as well. But, again, they're right now getting that injured player uh, onto a stretcher with an ambulance on the field. And that's where we stand here halfway through quarter number one. Well, it's uh, went from a cautious optimistic to now something that's a little bit more serious than a little bump and bruise as they're, like you said, getting an uh, ambulance out of them. And the Carroll players' sideline is now coming out to circle around to show their respect for the Hamilton Southeastern player that's down. But uh, you're right. It's a 20. It's probably 20 degrees out there. But the windshield's got it down around probably down 12 to 10 degrees. And now you've had both teams standing around for at least oh, I don't know 15 minutes. Would you say 10, 15 yeah, minutes? About 15 minutes by the time we get back to play. Yeah. So they're going to have to figure out a way to hopefully get them back warmed up in here and everything. And now the field's going to be really slick because. Without the players playing on it, it's now got a slick uh, coating of snow on it. And again, it, it's also very windy. In fact, we can kind of see snow blowing off the top of the press box here. But the Hamilton Southeastern team and Carroll team, both teams on the field, a send-off for this injured Royals player and did not catch a number. I think it is. I think it's Cheryl, 48, their defensive lineman, as we've also kind of eavesdropped a little bit by the talk here in the box. But that's who I thought it originally was. That would, like you said, be a huge loss for their defense. Huge loss defensively. Mentioned it earlier, but if you're just joining us, eight and a half sacks on the season leads the team. 16 and a half tackles for loss. And if it is Cheryl, he was injured coming into this game. In fact, wasn't sure if he'd be able to go. According to Coach Michael Kelly, who's in his third year at HSE. But um, that injured player now loaded onto the ambulance. Players going back off the field. And then we'll get back to play here in a couple of minutes as they get this ambulance fully loaded with personnel and off the field to an area hospital and then eventually back to football, Shannon, but 
with this delay, with this delay, really, you mentioned that off air, this will kind of set this game in line with the other yeah. games that are starting a bit yeah. later. Yeah, this will uh, definitely delay us, but, uh, you know, going back to that first opening drive for Carroll, five plays, 71 yards, and the big play in that was the pass from J uh, Jimmy Sullivan to Jaden Hill that set up the first score to give Carroll a 7-0 lead. And now with everyone standing around for quite a while, uh, they're all going to have to really kind of warm themselves back up because in cold weather, you really tighten up real quick. Well, and this is a situation, I mean, for both teams, look, you, mistakes can happen, obviously, and with the punting unit coming onto the field, a slick field, yeah. it almost seems like a worst-case scenario here. Well, that, and then you've got the fact that you got a long snapper that probably is not someone that plays an ordinary uh, position uh, offensively or defensively, so he's coming in a little bit cold as well, so... Uh, a lot of things here as we finally looks as if we're going to get this young man to the care that he's that is needed and we can uh, resume our game here so the ambulance circling off the field and now the carroll players going to their end zone and is dining signaling to their end zone on the left side of your radio dial yeah, and Southeastern players also jogging up toward midfield to the, the C logo. Both teams really just doing some basic kind of calisthenics to get warmed back up here. Yeah, after standing around for, for the amount of time that uh, they were waiting as they could not move uh, Cheryl. Uh, again, they have to get these kids warmed back up here in a rather quick fashion and hope to uh, not uh, cause any more injuries. Looks, Looks like, like they yeah. yeah, they put five minutes on the clock. So we'll step aside as they get warmed back up again after that injury delay. The ambulance is off the field and off to an area hospital again. Uh, best wishes to that injured Royals player. I'm not going to speculate on the injury there, but best wishes there. And we'll take a timeout when we come back. We'll get you ready for... More action again. What six ten remaining in the first? That's where we were at before the injury. Carroll facing a fourth and ten from their own thirty-two yard line. Seven nothing Carroll here, about halfway through the first quarter. We'll be back with football action next here on thirteen eighty The Fan and one hundred point nine FM. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week, only on thirteen eighty The Fan and one hundred point nine FM. And welcome back to Carroll Stadium. Caleb Hatch, Shannon Griffith with you. 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. As we're about a minute and change away from a return to action, Carroll leading it 7 to nothing here about halfway through quarter number one. And Shannon, uh, unfortunately this injury putting a, a damper on this start for Carroll that they've had just an excellent first quarter so far. Well, they got the big play on that first drive, which helped, and now they're in a position now where they're going to have to punt it away, and hopefully that uh, the punting team can get a good kick and pin uh, Hamilton Southeastern uh, deep in their territory. Dominic Dempsey back to boot it away for Carroll. 6-10 officially remaining here in quarter number one. Chargers with a 7-0 lead. 
And Clayton Wilkie back deep to return it, standing at his own 35-yard line for HSE. Dempsey gets it away. Bounces, takes a bit of an HSE bounce. And they'll have great field possession position for their second drive of the game, starting from their own 42-yard line. Yeah, huge defensive stop there for Hamilton Southeastern as they gain a basically about a net 22 in field position compared to where they started the first time. So excellent field position for Hamilton Southeastern's second drive of the game. Yeah, just a 26-yard punt that time. So Southeastern will take over. First and 10, working right to left on this drive. One receiver out wide to the right. They fake it. Now Bradle throws it out. Little screen pass far side of the field. Breaking a tackle. Breaking another. And baby, oh, touchdown saving tackle by the Carroll defense. Yeah, that was Steely that made the saving tackle. Valdez had a chance to make a tackle back around the uh, 45-46 yard line, but he slipped through his grasp, and a big play ensued. So to bring up first and 10 for HSE in the Carroll 25-yard line. Gradle handoff going left side, and that's Alexander on the carry. Gets a gain of three on first down. Carroll defense is going to have to step here up here now and hold him to at least a, a field goal attempt at, at best. Second and seven, five ten and counting left here. Bradle to throw, throws one, looking sideline. Oh, a one-handed grab, incomplete. They say out of the end zone. Looking that time for Hamilton near the near pylon, and he's down. Yeah. I think he got laid down. Uh, uh, Valdez's uh, weight came down on him, so I'm hopefully it's just a knock the win out of him. But they did a double move out at the top there to Hamilton. Nice throw, almost a miraculous catch as the Carroll actually had it defended quite well. Yeah, there are two defenders there. You mentioned Valdez. Also, Michael Dierkman, the corner, involved on the coverage as well. So bring up a third and seven as we have another injury timeout in this game with 5.03 to play in the first quarter. Again, Carroll holding on to that 7-0 advantage as they have stopped play just outside the end zone. Yeah. The injured Donovan Hamilton. Hamilton on the air. Again, their leading target on offense, 45 catches, 753 yards, nine touchdowns in the passing game to lead this Royals passing attack. Well, it will be a, uh, another loss for Hamilton Southeastern. One defensive player now out, and then a possibility that Hamilton could be out. You know, on these cold nights, this is not uncharacteristic to have these type of injuries because the kids' bodies and the temperature and, you know, everything just is uh, a little bit more uh, impactful just because of the weather. And uh, quite a few people now around the Hamilton Southeastern player again. 
So we'll step aside as well. 5.03 to play. Quarter number one. Carroll with a 7-0 lead over Hamilton Southeastern. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Third and seven for Hamilton Southeastern from their own 22-yard line. And they run a little sweep on the far side, and it's stuffed. The Carroll defense coming in hot. Solomon Oduma, one of them on the stop there for the Chargers defense, and they force Hamilton Southeastern in a fourth down and seven situation. They're not going to hesitate here, it looks, and they're going to go ahead and go for it here on fourth and seven. Oduma with a fantastic play. I think... Hamilton Southeastern is going to have a hard time running outside because of Carroll's speed. Big fourth down now. So one receiver to either side. Bradle from the gun. And we have a whistle and a timeout <laughs> called by Hamilton Southeastern. First timeout used by either team of this half. Carroll defense fired up with that big stop on third down. They tried to run a sweep. And as you mentioned it, Oduma snuffed it out right away. Yeah, he's made a couple big plays thus far right uh, uh, tonight on uh, Alex, on a um, Alexander, their top running back, and he's had trouble getting to the outside, as has their other uh, Wilkie, the other running back slash slot back that they do a lot of stuff with. So I think Hamilton Southeastern, you know, running east to west is a Big help for Carroll because their speed can match theirs, especially on the perimeter. Also, I mean, how much is the snow a factor, you know, as far as getting to the edge? There's a lot of snow on the field now. Yeah, it's, it's a little slicker uh, than normal. And uh, actually, the, the intensity of the snow has slowed down a little bit here. Fourth down here in about seven. Fourth and seven from the Carroll 22-yard line for HSC. Two receivers out to the left, no one wide to the right. Bradle from the pistol. Now looks to the sideline, out of the timeout. Plenty of time left on the play clock, down to 15. Might be changing the play at the line. Play clock inside 10. Now back to throw. Looks to his left all the way. That one is dropped. Incomplete. Right at the first down marker. He had the throw there, but unable to hang on is John McCoy. Yeah, actually, Carroll gave him too much room there for the route that they ran. They just ran what we call double ends, and the second receiver, or the boundary receiver, got to that depth of the first down, and had he held on to it, they were going to convert that. But fortunately for Carroll, the got the turn uh got them got the stop on the drop and now they take over first and 10 from the 22. so carroll with the seven nothing lead now working left to right sullivan has one receiver out wide to his left this time two to his right handoff and that one goes to steely steely across the 25 to the 26 yard line on first down they'll actually move it up to the 27 so gain of five solid first down run for steely running toward his right yeah Putting Steely back there is an equalizer to the toughness and the physicality of the Hamilton Southeastern defense because he can match that on top of the speed that he carries and a little bit more weight than what Starks does. Now this time it'll be three receivers out to the left, one wide right. Sullivan again from the gun. Inside four minutes to play in this first quarter. Steely gets the handoff and he runs into a wall. Not much space there as 
he got back to the original line of scrimmage for no gain. Yeah, he kind of kind of slipped there when he was trying to look like he was going to make a cut. And like we said, the field is a little slick with the snow on it. But here's another big third and four for Carroll. Third and four for the Chargers from their own 28-yard line. Three minutes to play here in this first quarter. Carroll's still holding on to that 7-0 lead after forcing the turnover on downs for HSE on their previous offensive possession. Sullivan back to throw, rolls to his right. Faces pressure, throws it, and that one is caught for a first down. Caught by Jaden Hill. He gets across the 35 up to the 39. So a gain of 11 on a third down, and Carroll moves the chains. Again, Jaden Hill getting into a route that really basically gets him beyond the first down, sets up and reads the zone, and Jimmy hits him right in the numbers. Big first down for Carroll to keep the chains moving, and I think they've got a matchup problem with Jaden Hill against the Hamilton Southeastern uh, linebackers. Yeah, you mentioned Hill coming on strong late this season. Two receivers left, one to the right. Handoff goes to Steely, left side. He gets across the 40, just shy of the 45, stopped at the 44-yard line. He's such a physical runner, and he gets to the line of scrimmage so quickly. And that's how you're going to have to match this Hamilton Southeastern defense. Again, a five-yard gain. You'll take that every time on first down because that's an efficient play for Carroll. Second and five from the 44. As this Carroll team not only able to find something in the passing game, as we saw early, but it seems like the running lanes are opening up as well. Time Sullivan has one receiver out to the left and going in motion. And that's Hafner. A little toss play gets Cecilia working on the right edge. He's got there and stopped just shy of midfield at his own 49-yard line before he's pushed out of bounds on the near side. But we have a penalty marker on the play. They had the first down, and they motioned to an unbalanced set and got the numbers on Hamilton Southeastern. Unfortunately, they got him for a hold, and now we're going to have second down in... It's about 15. First penalty of the night for either team. So 10 yards further back and replay the down. And, man, just like you said, they had all the momentum with that toss play, and this really sets them back. Ball spotted all the way back at the 32-yard line. Yeah, they can't have those type of penalties because it took a first down off the board. And now they're, now they're back in a hole with second and 15 against this stingy Hamilton Southeastern defense. So they'll make it second and 17 for Carroll from their own 32-yard line. 92 ticks to play here in the opening quarter. Carroll with a 7-0 lead and the football. Sullivan will have three receivers out wide left, one wide right. Sullivan from the shotgun, takes the snap, looks to throw. Throws it to Hafner, that's complete. He's tackled right away, just shy of the 40-yard line. So give him seven on the play. It'll bring up a third and ten. 
I think it's pretty evident right now that the Chargers likely likely are picking on Donovan Rhodes, the six foot, hundred and forty pound junior for Hamilton Southeastern, as they've targeted him on several occasions. So they must find that they like the matchup against Rhodes for Hamilton Southeastern. Which is surprising. He leads the team in interceptions with three on the year, but he is giving a lot of space to those Carroll wide receivers. Third and ten inside a minute to play. Three receivers left, two to the right. Back to throw. Sullivan looking deep on the midfield. Oh, that one almost intercepted over the middle. Getting a hand on it. Good defense there by HSC, and that's Mason Alexander, who had some big plays last week in the regional championship game against Westfield. Yeah, they just went with four verticals there on fourth and ten, and he tried to fit it in a very, very tight window. Really, we'd like to have seen him bring him back to the middle in front of that safety, but unfortunately, the ball kind of sailed on him and could have been a INT. Uh-oh, they're coming. Dominic Dempsey with the punt high, but another short kick, and... Harrell. Well, they didn't throw the flag. I'm surprised they didn't throw the flag. They're going to say Dempsey touched it. And the officials saying bring it back, but they're saying Dempsey touched, or excuse me, the Royals player touched it. A bit of confusion as the officials talking this one over. It was Clayton Wilkie, the return man. Well, They'll say it's Hamilton Southeastern ball, though. Yeah, first and foremost, I think uh, there could have... Yeah, there it is. There was kick-kick interference on the the, uh, actual attempt to receive the ball. So that would have... That negates any type of turnover. Late flag for sure, though. Very late. But it seemed obvious it was a, a kick-catch interference penalty. Yeah, I don't think Doug, Coach Dinan is going to be uh, too uh, happy with that call. So it is a penalty on Carroll. So that's two on the Chargers. And Hamilton Southeastern will get the ball moved up. It's supposed to starting at their own 33. They'll start at their own 43, first down and 10. 24.1 seconds of play here in the first quarter. Carroll with a 7-0 lead. Bradle, handoff. They get it up the middle. Alexander has some space that time as he's brought down at his own 48-yard line. That'll likely be the final play of quarter number one. Yeah, they're just running a basic inside zone, but it's that's where they're going to find their yardage. Time runs out in quarter number one. Carroll with a 7-0 lead over Hamilton Southeastern in this Class 6A semi-state championship game. We'll be back with more high school football here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Stop on the Carroll defense as they get Alexander stuffed for nothing. And once again, great defense by the Chargers. Multiple players there on the stop. Yeah, here was another big third and medium here for uh, Carroll. Third down, four yards for Hamilton Southeastern. They trail 7-0, working left to right. From their own 49-yard line, two receivers left, two to the or one to the right. And the handoff, and nowhere to go. 
for AZ Wallace. Yeah, I wonder if that was. I don't know who that was that made the tackle, but I believe it was one of the down linemen slipped the block and made the tackle basically in the backfield. So another big third down stop for Carroll. So it'll be Braden Totten punting from midfield. Oh, Kick, oh they nearly got to him. And it's caught at the 20 and then pushed back, but for progress, we'll give Carroll the ball from their own 20, Steely, no return. Yeah, I don't, did, did he call for a fair catch or not? Because that acted they acted as if he didn't and, and, and kind of laid into him a little bit there. Did not see a signal that time, so he'll walk off the field. And the Carroll offense will return. We'll see if they stick with Steely at the running back spot because he definitely gives them a little bit more back there. First and 10 for Carroll from their own 21-yard line. Working right to left. Oh, there's early movement. Cooper Rudolph. Rudolph moved early that time, so he'll be backed up five yards. Again, those are the penalties that you hate to have offensively on first down because it puts you back behind the sticks. Now it's first and 15, and as a wideout, it's inexcusable to have a procedure penalty when you can see the ball being snapped or not. So it'll be first and 15 for Carroll from their own 16-yard line. Three receivers to the left, one out wide to the right. Sullivan in the pistol. Fakes the handoff. Now back to throw, faces pressure. Stumbles out of it, but then he trips down all the way back at the five-yard line. Loss of 11. Well, they gave it. they were able to get pressure again with their front four. And enough to get uh, to Sullivan, who almost escaped it. But now, again, they're really behind the sticks now. Second and 25, and they're in that danger zone of the five-yard line where you got to make sure that uh, you're good with the football. Carroll still with that 7-0 lead. 10 to play here in quarter number two. And they hand it off and able to get some breathing room is Steely as he gets brought down at the nine so handful of yards just to give them some space to get out of the end zone yeah right now what you want to do is be smart with what you're trying to do here it's third and 22 yards give yourself a little bit more room to punt the ball away here because it's not always bad to punt the ball two receivers to either side this time for Sullivan Takes the snap, looks to his left, faces pressure. Oh, and he's going to be stopped. The ball is loose, but Carroll has recovered it all the way back at about the three-yard line. Yeah, that's not what you wanted to have happen there because now they're going to be punting from the end line and ultimately going to give great field position to Hamilton Southeastern as their defense once again steps up and helps them out offensively speaking, because they haven't been able to move it very well. This will be a tough punting situation for Dominic Dempsey from the back of his own end zone. He gets it away, 
spiraling kick. Takes a beautiful Carroll bounce across midfield down to the Hamilton Southeastern 49-yard line. Huge kick there because it at least gave them a little bit of breathing room. So a big punt kind of flips the field at least a little bit. And Hamilton Southeastern will take over first and 10 for their own 49. Well, you, like I said, their Hamilton South defense all year has been their best friend of their offense, giving them great field position, and then once again, they do that. So they'll take over offensively. Bradle hands it off. Alexander nowhere to go as he's stopped for no gain. This Carroll defense has come to play tonight. Well, they've they've done a great job up front thus far, you know, really taking advantage of their speed and quickness against an offensive line that is uh, much bigger, I would say, than Carroll's front front three or four. Now they're getting themselves pre uh, predictable, Hamilton Southeastern is, and that gives Carroll an advantage. Two receivers right, one to the left. Now they send Wilkie in motion. They fake to Wilkie, and it goes up the middle to Alexander. Gets across midfield just to the Carroll 45-yard line. So a good gain of six on second down. Yeah, that time I would have said, I would guess that a linebacker got out of his gap because he was thinking it was going to be a speed sweep and saying, staying at home and reading these keys and able to get them a pretty big chunky yardage here as the snow starts to come down a little harder now. Third down, four yards to go for Southeastern from their own, or from the 46-yard line. Run up the middle, and that one is Alexander, and he's not going to get to the marker. Fourth down and about a yard. Yeah. Another Hamilton Southeastern pair player goes off on the sideline. That was their... Oseki, I believe, was the player that was hobbling off the field holding his arm. He was, I think, their fullback. So fourth down and a yard for Southeastern from the Carroll 42-yard line. Two receivers left, one to the right. Going in motion is Wilkie. They run it. Oh, and it's a fake. Bradle has the first down and more. Bradle down the sideline, and he's finally going to be dragged down inside the five-yard line. Ty Bradle with a quarterback keeper and puts HSE with a first and goal inside the Carroll five-yard line. Well, again, a great, great play call at the right time after they had run up the middle quite consistently, especially on fourth down. You think it's going to go to their, their number one back, Alexander. He pulls it and goes around the end, and there's nobody home, and he gets it all the way down to the one-yard line. So 41 yards on the quarterback keeper on fourth and a yard, and Bradle sets up Southeastern in prime position to tie this game up. Play clock, though, inside five. They're going to have to take a timeout. And they do. They burn their second timeout of the half. Or no, looks like the officials reset the play clock. There we go. Oh, wow. And going up the middle, direct snap, and in for the touchdown. Southeastern on the board. Alexander takes it in. Direct snap that time and a one-yard touchdown run in Hamilton Southeastern, an extra point away from tying this game up. 
And on for the extra point. It is. Oh, up. I think he missed it. And he missed it. Wow. Carroll with another break as the extra point. My Connor Goot is no good. Seven to six here. Carroll with the lead. 6.33 to play in this first half. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back with more. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blademan's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Pogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on blademansknifeshop.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife. We update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day. And shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out on BladeMansKnifeShop.com or stop by the store in the shop's Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow BladeMans on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military. And now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen color. Available at BladeMans Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Well, get up there. Kickoff by HSC, and it's fielded by Carroll at about their own 18-yard line. And Jorge Valdez on the return, and a correction on the touchdown. It was Griffin Haas on the one-yard run on the direct snap. The 6.33 mark here in quarter number two. Extra point missed by Carter Goot. So it's a 7-6 lead for Carroll Shannon. But let's get a drive recap here. Yeah, that was a uh, five-play, 51-yard drive for uh, Hamilton Southeastern at 6.33. The one-yard touchdown run by Griffin Haas out of the Wildcat. The PAT was no good, and that could be a deciding factor in this ballgame. Special teams always a factor, especially when the weather is poor. Three receivers to the left, one out wide to the right. Sullivan, this time from the gun. Handoff, goes to Sealy, running to his left, tries to look for the edge, spins, tries to cut back, really has no space to go past that, and only a gain of about two on first down. Yeah, again, again, the, the outside run plays against both defenses are very difficult because of the speed that they both have. You're better off taking a steely and, and getting him downhill as quickly as possible. This time, empty set for Sullivan. Two receivers to his left, three out wide to the right. Back to throw. That one is caught, and that's Hirschberger, but a short gain across the 30 to about the 32-yard line. Snyder Panthers are up 7 to nothing against Valpo with about five minutes left in the second quarter. 5.33 to play in the second quarter in this one. 7-6, Carroll with the lead and the football. Facing a third and four from their own 32-yard line. I was just going to say, they started a half hour after us. Two receivers to either side this time. Sullivan from the pistol. Back to throw. Pump fake. Now looking for Hirschberger. And incomplete. No flag as Hirschberger wanted a flag. Good coverage 
That time by Donovan Rhodes. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I get trying to get the ball down the field there, but on fourth and four, get you something that gets you the first down because right now, Carroll, you know, that's what you needed there. You needed to get a first down to keep the chains moving. Now they're going to have to punt the ball away after a three and out. So on to punt is Dempsey. High kick. Takes a Carroll bounce. Continues to bounce. Great Rolling kick. all the way down. Wow. Great roll. Oh, still going all the way down to the 16-yard line. <laughs> 52 yards on the kick by Dempsey. And Southeastern will take over first and 10 from their own 16. 4.57 to play here in this first half. Southeastern trailing Carroll 7-6. This is a big time here for the Carroll defense to step up and get a three and out. I wouldn't be surprised here if uh, Hamilton Southeastern on first down runs a play action pass and try to go deep on Carroll. They've got a bunched up formation here trying to reduce the field. So going in motion and it's a sweep play as they get it on the sweep looking for Clayton Wilkie and he gets across the 20 to about the 21 yard line gain of five on first down. I think it's been pretty pretty consistent that Hamilton Southeastern on first down is going to run the ball. I don't think they've thrown it yet on first down. Second and five for HSE. Four and a half to play here. First half. They have the football their own 21-yard line. Handoff going up the middle, and that is Alexander. And gain of about three to his own 24-yard line. Bring up a third down and short upcoming, and we have an injured player on the field. I don't know if that is Alexander or not that was running the ball there, but like you said, he's uh, struggling right now. So as the injured Royals player on the field will take a timeout as well. 4-13 to play in this first half. Carroll leads it 7-6 in this Class semi, class 6A semi-state game. We're back with more high school football next on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. So Jalen Alexander injured on the play. He had some trouble putting weight on one of his legs. Third and two for HSE. Run up the middle and Wallace right at the sticks at the 26. We'll wait the official signal and it is signaled a first down. Not even wasting any time. And again, Hamilton Southeastern trying to push the tempo here. Four minutes left here in the second quarter, 7-6, to six. Carroll. So Wallace, AZ Wallace, will probably get the, the bulk of the workload here for the time being. 437 yards, eight touchdowns on the season coming into tonight. First and 10 for Southeastern from their own 27. Wallace again, he runs to his left. Nowhere to go as the Carroll defense surrounds him. Only a gain of about a yard. They'll call it second and nine for HSE from their own 28. Yeah, again, first down run. I'm I'm surprised that they haven't tried some type of play action boot on first and ten because of the heavy run that they've had on first down. 7-6 lead for Carroll, 319 and counting player in this first half. HSE with a football. 
This time Wallace runs to his right, and he's upended across the 30 to the 31-yard line. So a gain of three, and another third and long coming up for the Royals. That was Steely stepping up and making a play. I tell you what, that young man's a football player. He has been all over the field offensively and defensively so far tonight. Third and six for HSC from their own 31-yard line. Two receivers to the left, no one out wide to the right. Back to throw, rolling to his left, Bradle throws a pass. That one batted away, incomplete. Good defense there, Carson Vote on the coverage. Yeah, that was a huge play to get the get the uh, stop on third down and then, and the potential to get great field position. So fourth and six, punting unit onto the field for Southeastern. As it'll be Braden Totten standing back at his own 15-yard line. Braden Steely, Hanson, Hafner back deep for Carroll. Punt is blocked! It is blocked! The punt is blocked and Carroll will take over at their own 15-yard line. Jorge Valdez recovered it. Michael Dirkman with the block. And just like last week, the Chargers with a big special teams play. Well, they just about got the last one that they that they got, and this time they did. I think the punter, again, I think he took a little bit too long, and Carroll was able to get in and basically get a hand on it. So that's a huge turnover field position-wise, getting it on your own 15. Got to get points here for Carroll. So Carroll will take over first and 10 from the HSC 15-yard line, 2.33 to play in this first half. Carroll with all three timeouts and a 7-6 lead over the Royals. Yeah, Carroll looks a little disorganized here. Bit of a bunch formation, just one receiver out to the right this time. Toss play. Steelio looked like a potential trick play. Instead, he's got an opening. Steely spins, and he'll go into the end zone. 15-yard touchdown run for Braden Steely. A broken play turns into a touchdown. And the Chargers extend their lead. Wow. Yeah, I think you could use a capital W on that because it was dead to the rights on the halfback pass. He ended up slipping. But because of the direction that everyone was flowing, Hamilton Southeastern had nobody backside. Steely found that hole, and the speed took him right into the end zone for a 15-yard score. On for the extra point is Sebastian Lopez. It is up, and it is good. And with 2.23 to play in the first half, Carroll leads it 14-6 over Hamilton Southeastern. You're listening to the Class 6A Semi-State here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Is it time to think about replacing or upgrading your water heater? Menards has the right Richmond water heater to fit your needs and your budget. Whether it's electric or gas, tank or tankless, you'll find the perfect model to fit any size home. It's your last chance to save big on all Richmond water heaters during the last 11% off in 2022. Good through November 23rd, savings are mail-in some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. And welcome back to Carroll Stadium. 
as the Chargers lead it 14-6 over Hamilton Southeastern. 2.23 to play in this first half. 15-yard touchdown run by Braden Steely to extend the Carroll lead. And now Carroll set to boot it away. Lopez on the kick, and this one will bounce into the end zone for a touchback. And Southeastern will take over first and 10 for their own 20-yard line. That was lucky because it it was kept curling and curling and fortunately got past the goal line before it went out of bounds. So, again, Lopez's weapon is his leg, and he's done a great job thus far tonight. Not much on the drive chart this time, Shannon. Just one play, 15-yard, Braden Steely touchdown run. Yeah, and it was a phenomenal, phenomenal athletic play by Steely, as we all know his abilities as a football player. So Hamilton Southeastern, the top-ranked team in Class 6A, continues to find themselves at a deficit. Carroll, a late substitution onto the oh field. He's able to get on. What is going on? <laughs> Southeastern working left to right this time. Down by eight. Run goes up the middle to Wallace, and he doesn't have a lot of space up to the 22. Gain of two, bring up second down and eight. And again, first down run for Hamilton Southeastern. And like I said, I I would have suspected that they would try some type of play action on first down. They've yet to do it. Outside of that quarterback keeper by Ty Bradle on the fourth and short, it's just been a lot of run right up the middle for HSE so far. Wilkie goes in motion across the middle and once again up the middle to Wallace as he gets up to the 25, just a gain of two. Third and five upcoming here. Well, and this plays right into Carroll's hands as a team because they're they're willing to take their time and then Carroll's going to take time out here to preserve it because you got third and five and hopeful to get a, a another opportunity to put points on the board. Yeah, just the first timeout taken by Carroll this half and Coach Doug Dynan. And for Carroll, I mean, we talked about this in the pregame, and it was astounding to me when we talked about it off the air, but this is a Hamilton Southeastern team that now with that turnover, I I mean, they have a negative turnover margin on the year. Well, you know, with that block punt, like we talked also in the pregame, how big special teams right now has figured into this game. You've got Hamilton Southeastern, who's missed an extra point and now has had a punt block. So you're talking two big miscues on special teams that's led to basically a uh, seven-point swing, eight-point swing for Carroll. So out of the timeout, Hamilton Southeastern... As a third and five from their own 25-yard line, trailing 14-6, a minute 42 remaining here in the first half. Carroll's going to rush three, drop eight here, but you got to play up tight now. Two receivers right to the left. Now Wilkie goes in motion right to left. Back to throw. Bradle faces some pressure up the middle. Now takes nah, off across the that. 25. He slides, and he's going to be short of the marker. Boy, they gave him a great spot, too, because he, he slid. His knee was down at the 28. They spot it the 29. Yeah, that was a generous spot. And it looks like Hamilton Southeastern is sending the punting unit onto the field here. Fourth and one from their own 29. Well, Minute 14 and counting in the first half. I don't know what's going on because it looks a little bit disoriented. It could be a... They're going to go for it. They, they got their Wildcat in. Bold play. Fourth and a yard. The Wildcat... 
Wallace, and he's got the first down across the 30 to about the 32-yard line. Well, I tell you what, give Coach Kelly credit there and confidence in his kids to get the first down. Now with a, less than a minute, let's see if they try to get points now, open the offense up. Three receivers to the right, one out wide left. Back to throw is Bradle. Inside 45 seconds, clock rolling, throws it over the middle. That's caught by Hamilton for a first down. Across the 42 to the 43-yard line, just a yard past the marker. That'll stop the clock momentarily. Yeah, they've only got one timeout left, so they're going to have to try to get it, I would guess, then about to the 25 to have a reasonable attempt at a field goal. So first and 10 from their own 43. They get the snap, 30 seconds. Bradle rolls to his left, throws, caught by Hamilton, but he's going to be shy of the marker. Near midfield down to the Carroll 49-yard line, and taking a timeout is Hamilton Southeastern with 23.3 to play in the half. Well, Carroll's got to make sure that they keep contain on this quarterback. That two times in a row, they've collapsed the the uh, containment, and there's been nothing there. And Bradle's just got himself in a position. He could actually ran that one and probably got the first down. But uh, this is going to be a big couple plays here because 23.3 seconds left. They're probably called two plays, and, and if they get the get the first down with the you know, set the chains and then go for maybe a shot at the end zone. And it continues to look like a snow globe outside, Shannon, as the snow is blowing around. Huge flurries we've had since the start of this one. Cold temperatures and with a few long stoppages due to injuries in this first half. We're finally nearing the end yeah. of half number one. It has been the longest half of football I've been a part of this year. <laughs> 23.3 ticks to go in the half. Second and two for HSE from the Carroll 49. Back to throw is Bradle. Throws it over the middle. That one knocked away. Oh, they got a gift. Oh, wow. Oh, Flag on the field as getting a hand on it that time for Carroll. And once again, a guy we called his name early in this one, Solomon Oduma. But he's going to get penalized for pass interference that, here. That, to me, was the absolute wrong call. I know that he was behind him, but he was able to get the ball. And, of course, the Hamilton Southeastern sideline was very adamant that it was pass interference, and they got the call there. Bad thing is, is that with 18.3 seconds, they've got it inside the 35-yard line, so they've got opportunities to get themselves in field goal position now. Just one timeout, but as you mentioned, first and 10 for HSE from the Carroll 34, 19.3 seconds remaining in this half. Back to throw again is Bradle. Throws it, and that one is caught inside the 25. That one into the hands of McCoy. Uh, correction, Silas Newton on the reception. And another first down clock stops at 10.7. And then now we have a whistle. And final timeout of the half called by Coach uh, Michael Kelly of the, HSE. Well, they didn't call a timeout. They didn't get the chain ah. set. And all of a sudden now they stopped the clock for him at 9.7 seconds left. And, and so... Now I think they're going to change... Uh, I thought they were going to add yeah. some time, but official looked like he was about to yeah. mention something to the press box. Yeah. We'll see what he says here. Ten point two. So they add nine tenths of a second. 
And Carroll is electing to just rush three in this situation and play coverage. At some point, though, you may want to start playing a little bit more aggressive against this uh, against this defense. Spike the football, so Offense. it'll stop at 7.2. And bring up second and 10 for HSC from a Carroll 24. Again, 14-6 lead for Carroll as we near halftime. I don't know where they need the ball to get to have a field goal attempt, but with 7.2 seconds, you're right, you're right there on that borderline of uh, getting enough to get the playoff. So this is going to have to be a quick throw, more than likely. 8.8 seconds, so they had 1.6 seconds on here after the spike. Now we're ready for play. Again, second and 10 for HSE from the Carroll 24. 8.8 now remaining here in this first half. One receiver out to the right, three out wide left. Back to throw is Bradle. This could be it for the first half. He rolls to his left, throws it, fast batted down, and incomplete. 2.4 seconds remaining, and we'll get one more play in half number one. <laughs> yeah. The the adding of the time that they've added right now is about where they get. So, I, And final timeout of the half called by Coach Michael oh, Kelly of HSE. I thought they called the timeout earlier, but that must have been Carroll, huh? Because I thought they only had one timeout left. Yeah, that was their final one. So this is it, and this will most likely be, barring a defensive penalty, the final play of this first half. Well... I thought they had to get it to 20, the 25 to attempt a field goal, but a def, you know, with the weather being the way it is here, you've got about one chance to throw it in the end zone and hope. So Carroll's defense here has got to play tough, not let anybody get behind them, keeping them in front, and uh, get a stop. Well, something that, that's crazy about you, you mentioned the kicking game, Carter Goot. Missed his first extra point of the season earlier tonight. And he's 10 of 12 on field goals as long as 43. But as you mentioned, with the weather, that's not an option. As they'll send the offense back onto the field. 2.4 seconds remaining in the half. Two receivers to either side. Bradle back to throw. Ball from the Carroll 24-yard line. Bradle rolls to his left, looking for the end zone. Look, points, throws it back across the field. Oh, and that is caught. That is caught by Donovan Hamilton for a touchdown. Wow. 24 yards on the pass play right before the half. And Shannon Hamilton was able to clear a little bit of space on that one. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, he, he got a good little bit of arm bar up there. And again, though, when you rush three and drop eight, that, that right there cannot happen. And that is a killer in terms of momentum as they go for two here to try to tie it up. So they will go for two. Bradle now back to throw. Rolls, faces pressure, and oh, wow, dropping, dropping it. And wide open was Jack Osecki. And he's unable to hang on. That would have tied this game up. So at the half, your score, Carroll 14, Hamilton Southeastern 12. 
We'll be back with halftime stats and more. You're listening to the Class 6A High School Football Semi-State on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. HSE will take over. Second down and 14 from the Carroll 45-yard line. Two receivers right, one to the left this time. Back to throw after a play fake. Bradle looks deep over the middle. And that one's intercepted. Intercepted by Michael Dierkman. Dierkman running up the sideline. Gets a block across the 30 to the 34-yard line. A huge play by Dierkman. And the first turnover forced by either team here tonight. And Carroll gets a huge opportunity. Bradle took a chance on the post route. Dierman come underneath it. He basically come underneath the route, made a great read on the ball, timed it perfectly. Gets that big interception to negate the drive for Hamilton Southeastern. Now it'd be good to see Carroll get a drive themselves here, get some points. So Carroll takes over first down and 10 from their own 33-yard line up 14 to 12, moving right to left. 9.07 to play here, third quarter. Three receivers out wide to the right, one wide to the left. Sullivan hands it off to Steely. And Steely running to the right side. He's going to end up losing yard down to the 32-yard line. Now second down and 11, eight and a half to play here in the third. Three receivers left, one out wide to the right. A fake now rolling to his left is Sullivan, and he's going to end up throwing it away. Lucky to get that one back to the original line of scrimmage, and he'll bring up a third down. And again, the wind, you can see the snow starting to blow around the field here. Yeah, that time they rolled him to the left. That's always a hard thing for a right-handed quarterback. And so now it's the third and, third and 11, and they're going to have to be careful here. Put themselves in a position to play field position ball now with it being a third and a third and eleven. So this time two receivers to either side. Sullivan from the pistol. Back to throw. Looks has some time over the middle. And that wow, what a catch. Oh, incomplete. Wow, almost skying for the catch was Jaden Hill, who had an, a big first half, but unable to hang on near midfield over the middle. Well, it looked like it was gonna be intercepted and then and it went through the hands of the Hamilton Southeastern's defender hit Hill in the hands. He looked like he had it initially, but got got uh, knocked loose on the contact. So fourth down and punt fair for Carroll. So Dempsey on to boot away. This is a high, very high kick. And takes a Carroll bounce. Ball continues to roll. Still rolling. And stops all the way down to the 28-yard line. So a 50-yard punt by Dempsey. And that'll stop the clock with 7.59 to play here in the third quarter. Carroll with a 14-12 lead over HSE. HSE take it over first down in 10. They'll actually move it back another yard, so it'll be the 27-yard line. First and 10 for the Royals here. So make it 51 on the punt. Let's see if they stick to their... First down formula where they've been running it about 100% of the time. If they would play action pass, I think they'd catch Carroll guessing and maybe have a play. 
Two receivers out to the right. One receiver, that's Hamilton, up top on the left. The throw, they look to Wilkie, and oh, there's they no say way that that's was complete. Catch. Now they say incomplete as Wilkie took yeah. it up off the ground. That was an obvious call. Yeah, he's got to make it sooner, though. I mean, he kind of <laughs> kind of act like he was thinking about it. So Clayton Wilkie, uh, I think he went for it just because he wasn't sure if he was behind the line or not. But the incompletion brings up second long. It, this is interesting, Shana. You mentioned they've run on first down all throughout this game except right there. Well, they've got to do something to give themselves a chance. The problem with running that little bubble pass out here, you can see how wide their splits are. And that's a that was a long throw. This time they hand it off to Wallace across the 35, churning his legs forward. He's got the first down all the way up to the 40-yard line. Gain of 13, and Wallace has come in, Shannon, and he's been powerful in the running game here early in the third quarter. Definitely a powerful running back, but that time again, they're losing their outside leverage, the defensive end on this side. I don't know if that was pesky on that last play or not, but they really reduced that edge, and he had, there's no one there. Uh, linebackers uh, not filling, and they're giving up big yardage. One receiver out wide to the left, two to the right. Bradle once again in the pistol. Back to throw. Looks over the middle. Now throws. He's got a man there, and he overthrew Wilkie, who was wide open, streaking down the middle of the field. And a missed opportunity for the Royals' offense. Well, there was definitely a miscommunication in the coverage because I believe Anderson was the one that should have carried the receiver down the seam. And like you said, he was wide open. Again, another first down pass. This time they try to take a shot. Carroll was lucky on that one. Second and 10 for HSE from their own 40-yard line. 7-16 to play here in the third. They trail it 14-12 to Carroll. Working left to right on your dial. Bradle back to throw, and he rolls to his left and throws it out of bounds on the far side of the field into his own bench area. Nowhere to go that time after an opening on first down, and he'll bring up third and ten. That time they got some good pressure. They had great coverage in behind him, and Bradle did what he only thing he could do was throw it away, play third and long here. Big play here for Carroll to get a stop on this play right here. Third and long. HSC with the ball at their own 40. Two receivers out to the left and two to the right. Bradle looks to the sideline. Play clock down to five. Now they send Wilkie in motion, and he gets a snap off with one. The handoff goes to Wallace, and Wallace rumbles forward, but he's a couple of yards short of the first down on the draw play. This will bring up an interesting call. Again, ball at their own 48, fourth and two. You know, I'm a little surprised there that he didn't uh, go for it because the way that they've been able to move the ball here of late, uh, they've had their chances. Well, it looks like they are going for it as they bring in Griffin Haas. Direct snap up the middle. He trips, nope. and I don't think he got there. Nope, he did not. He is a yard short. Haas on the direct snap cannot convert on fourth and two, and Carroll takes over at their own 49-yard line. That's a huge play there because it gives them great field position. May not be a bad time to play action pass and maybe throw one 
deep down the field. So the Carroll defense once again comes through, forcing another turnover on downs. And now the offense back onto the field with prime field position. 6.28 to play here in the third, taking over first and 10 from the HSC 49-yard line, clinging to a 14-12 lead. Looks like you got man-to-man coverage here. Two receivers up top, one at the bottom. Bradle throws it over the middle. That's caught by Hershberger. He's got a first down inside the 40, and Sullivan was hit hard on that play. He's slow to get up, helped up by his offensive lineman, but Hershberger on the reception over the middle gets it down to the HSC uh, 36-yard line. Yeah, he took a shot from Caden Smith there because it wasn't a clean snap. And I'm not quite sure that he's all there right now. So they're going to have to do something to give him time to to get his breath. Nearing the six-minute mark here in the third. First and ten, Carroll for the HSE 36. Three receivers up top. Hanoff goes to Sealy, run to his right. Ran into a hole behind the line, now spins out of it, and somehow able to get down to the 31-yard line. Five-yard pickup on what looked to be no gain. He actually bobbled the football there on the initial initial hit, and fortunately enough, he was able to get back control of it here with this second and... And we have an official blowing a whistle. Not sure what the delay is here. Looks like they're going to have abs come out for a play. So 75, Caden Abs being forced to come off the field. Not sure what for. There's no penalty. I'm not sure if there's some blood or something somewhere. I mean, that would be why. You'd have to sub someone out. So stepping in is Logan Garner, the 6-foot-170-pound sophomore. Oh, he's got a big... Big play on his hand coming in off the bench that that cold. But, uh, again, not sure what they made abs come out for. So, again, still a delay with the officials here. And now Carroll offense getting things set. Play clock inside 15 as they finally get lined up. One receiver up top, three down at the bottom. Carroll working right to left. 5-19 and counting to play in the third. Hanoff goes to Sealy, running left side. Stiff arms one man, and then he's dragged down out of bounds just a couple yards shy of the first down marker to the 28-yard line. So bring up third down and about two. I still Now Abs is back in there, so that's a good sign. I'm still at a loss as to why they made him come out for a play. Third down and short here. This is a big play for Carroll to keep the chains moving. I still don't think they're in field goal range for Lopez. They may have to take a timeout here because it looks a little discombobulated. Yeah, play clock already inside 10. They're still getting lined up here. Down to 5. To 2, to 1. They get the snap off. Steely, direct snap. He spins out of it. He's got the first down and more. Steely inside the 20 down to the 17-yard line. A discombobulated play, but a pickup. (laughs) Of 11 on third and two for Braden Steely. He's like a magician running the football. Well, they, again, he's a phenomenal football player. Looks like he's going to come out and take a take a little bit of a break here. You know, they've been without Starks for the better part of the game after that first quarter 
injury. I'm not quite sure what all happened to him, but uh, they now put in Jorge Valdez, yeah. looks like, in the backfield. So first and 10 for the 17 for Carroll. The HSC 17. Valdez on the handoff, and this time Valdez ends up losing two yards on the carry, running to his right. Four and a half to play here in the third. Carroll still with a 14-12 to 12 lead, driving deep into HSC territory, and officials yeah, they, got they have an injured play. Royal player on the field. Well, that helps give Steely a little bit more of a break. You know, when you put a defensive player like Valdez in there, a tailback who may not have taken a snap or two, you worry about fumbling. And uh, he didn't take that handoff all that well. It was uh, surprising they brought him in and handed it off to him as he normally does not get carries. Looking at the depth chart, I mean, he's he's not a guy that's even listed. Yeah. It's like Burgett for Hamilton Southeastern. They're uh, outside uh, defensive end, 6'1", 245 senior. You know, Hamilton Southeastern is a little bang up in their uh, interior line here. Yeah, they, they lost Cheryl um, with an injury in the first half. And now with Burgett going off the field, down a couple of starters on their D-line. Second and 12, inside four and a half to play here, third quarter. Ball from the HSC 19, Carroll with the football, one receiver out wide to either side. Now Hafner goes in motion right to left, toss play to the left. They get it to Steely, Steely's got some blocks. He drives forward and gets down near the 10, stopped just shy at about the 12-yard line of HSC. So gain of seven. Yeah, that's the play they ran earlier where they go to an unbalanced to get numbers. Jake Hill with an excellent block on the perimeter to give Steely that extra uh, space to run. And, you know, Steely's played a lot of football here now in the first uh, two quarters and now this third quarter. Third and five for Carroll from the HSC 12-yard line. They lead at 14-12. Back to throw. Oh, and Steely is there. He's got the catch, but the pass a little behind him. We'll see where they spot it right at the marker. Got the and first. it's enough for a Carroll first down. Wow, if, if he would have been thrown in stride, that would have been a touchdown. Yeah, they went with a what we call a rail route, which means the tailback comes out of the backfield and wheels the to the outside the numbers. And like you said, had Sullivan put a better throw on it, he probably walks into the end zone. But fortunately, he got the first down, and now it's first and goal from the six-yard line here for Carroll. 3.15 left. Carroll leads it 14-12. Again, first and goal for Carroll from the HSC 6. A handoff. They get it to Steely. Drives forward inside the five. Pile still moving, and he gets down to about the three-yard line. I would imagine they're going to bring in their robust formation here now, and yeah, Sullivan subs out, as does Hirschberger and Rudolph. Now we'll see what they do here. Perhaps a Wildcat call. Yeah, they're going to go to the Wildcat. Of course, you're going to see number five have the football in his hands here. So Steely in the middle. He's got a back behind him and a back to either side. Second and goal from the HSE three. Carroll looking to extend their lead. Steely gets the handoff. Looks for the edge. Drives forward. Oh, and he stopped just shy of the goal line. He drives forward. I'm not sure. The official stops him right at about the one-inch line. Boy, I tell you, I thought 
on that second effort there that 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 they broke the plane. Now it's third and inches. They'll send Hershberger and Sullivan, Hershberger at wide receiver, Sullivan at quarterback, back onto the field along with Cooper Rudolph, the other wide out. So back to more similar, uh, typical formation here. Two receivers to the left. They got Rudolph behind Hershberger. Oh, and then, oh, wow, a trick play. Touchdown. And a touchdown. Wow. That was quick as they sent Jaden Hill, I believe, and yep. he took the snap and walked it in from one yard out. Jaden Hill with the one-yard touchdown. He came in motion, took the snap from under center, walked in at the 137 mark here in the third in a critical extra point upcoming here for Sebastian Lopez. Well, the kick made- is up. And it is good. It's now a nine-point lead for the Chargers. Minute 37 to play here in the third quarter. I was just going to say there that uh, great call there by Papa Guinness, the offensive coordinator. The only thing was I'm not so sure they weren't in motion, but doesn't matter. They score, great play call. Both teams pulling out some trickery on short yardage situations tonight. And Shannon, it just, this Carroll team all year, they've kept the dream alive, and you just start to wonder if this is just a team on a mission. Well, you're definitely right about the mission part because they've, you know, they've been dealt a a heavy hand at the beginning of the season after losing a teammate and they've played like it all year long as if they had an extra extra teammate out on the field with them all year. On to boot it away is Sebastian Lopez. Back deep for Southeastern, Wilkie and Alexander. Lopez, a high kick. This one is fieldable from the five-yard line. And that one picked up by Alexander, and he's going to be spun down inside the 15. Great coverage, great coverage. HSE will take over first and 10 from their own 14-yard line. And an injured player on the play for Hamilton Southeastern. I tell you, they've... uh, And I think that is the return man. They've uh, been hit by the injury bug here in this game, and this is what, their fourth player? Potentially that... Yeah, losing Cheryl. um, And then Hamilton was injured, but he came back. And then Burgett on that last defensive drive. And then now... Alexander, too, was out. Yes. Running back. True, Jalen Alexander's out. And then I think this is the other Alexander, Mason Alexander, one of the return returners for the Royals down on the field. So we'll take a timeout. We'll step aside... 1.30 to play here in quarter number three. Carroll leading Hamilton Southeastern 21-12 in this Class 6A semi-state championship game. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Mason Alexander being helped up off the field for HSC. 
after the kick return. A couple of score updates for you. Snyder leading Valparaiso 14-12. to Also, Adams Central over North Judson, 35 to nothing. And Bishop Lures hanging around with Andrean. They're down 21 to 14. Well, I'd say Adams Central has pretty much punched their ticket down to Indy next week. Now we're trying to get a couple other teams here with about 14 minutes or so left in overall the game. Minute 30 to play here in the third. Carroll leading 21-12 over Class 6-8, number one Hamilton Southeastern, who takes over first and 10 from their own 14-yard line. Two receivers to the left now going in motion is Wilkie. Handoff goes to Wallace up the middle, and Pyle driven forward, then pushed back, and Wallace gets up to the 18-yard line, gain of four on first down. Gave him a very nice spot there, I believe. But, uh, again, second and six here. You know, they've at some point, I think you got to go to their De- uh, Donovan Hamilton in, a, in some type of one-on-one situation because it is a mismatch just on height alone. Two receivers to the left. Hamilton, the only wide out down to the right. Handoff, though, going... Up the middle and two yards for Wallace. That's it. Up the middle. It's the Carroll defense. The interior line has has stuffed those runs up the middle most of tonight. Yeah, they've gotten themselves back into what they were doing in that first half with that inside run because at the beginning of this half, they were giving up pretty good chunks of plays. Could be the final play here in the third quarter. Play clock inside 18. Game clock at 22 and counting. Third and four for HSE from their own 20 here. Back to throw. Bradle looks. Pass is caught. That's a first down. Pass caught at the top side on the wideout. And that time going to John McCoy with the reception. Again, I think in that situation, I know you want to be careful, but I would have played him up a little tighter to try to force that play to not uh, be as easy as a completion. Clock will roll after the first down, and that will be the end of the third quarter. We head to the fourth after this. Carroll with a 21-12 lead over Hamilton Southeastern in this Class 6A semi-state championship game. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. There it is. First play of the fourth quarter, and it's a deep throw to Hamilton for HSC. Incomplete, though, is it's overthrown by Bradle. and bring up second down and 10 for Hamilton Southeastern for their own 27-yard line. We'll reset it for you. HSC working right to left on your radio dial. 11.54 to play here in the fourth. Royals trailing 21-12 to to Carroll here at Carroll Stadium. Well, there's that one-on-one throw I've been waiting for here to Hamilton. Well defended by Carroll there on the incompletion, making a second 10. So two receivers to the right, one out to the left. Handoff goes to Wallace, and Wallace is stuffed after running to his right. Strong tackle there. Cameron Lentz. Yeah, Cameron Lentz with the stuff. So just like that, another third and long for Hamilton Southeastern. Third and six from their own 31-yard line. And this is this Hamilton Southeastern team has struggled on these third down uh, plays throughout the playoffs. 
Only 30%. Cradle um, rolls call. out, and wow, oh. what a catch by Oseki. The tight end wow. right at the sticks. He had to spin around with a one-hand to grab, reeling it in for the first down. Well, it was a great play call. Absolutely nobody on the, the tight end. Not a great throw behind him. He makes a huge catch there. Keep that one on the mark as a potential turnaround play. So first and 10 now for HSE from their own 38. Facing a nine-point deficit. Wilkie, he gets the handoff running to his right. Oh, nice and he has play. nowhere to go. Runs all the way to the far side of the field and just ran out of space. I believe that was the corner. Anderson was out there as well. And again, Carroll's speed as the defense is being displayed here tonight against a formidable foe. We talked a lot about this HSE defense in the pregame, only giving up 13 points this postseason, but the Carroll defense has absolutely come to play this evening. And a run up the middle, and again, nowhere to go as the, the entire Carroll front line descends on AZ Wallace as he is stuffed. And again, another third and long, Shannon, third and ten for HSE from their own 38. Ten to play here in the fourth. They trail by nine. Yeah, Carroll's defense has got to get off the field here on third and ten. They're giving them way too much room at the top, though. Way too much room. Two receivers either side now. McCoy goes in motion left to right. Bradle to throw. Throws it to McCoy coming out of the motion. Gets a couple of blocks, but he really has nowhere to go. Just a gain of a couple. And we'll see what HSC does as McCoy goes out of bounds. Far side of the field. Fourth and long upcoming. They send the punting unit on. Boy, I'm pretty shocked by that call. It was was an obvious play call, right? They drew it up. Guy coming across the field. Just a little swing pass. Out of the motion. Yeah, they ran that little bubble screen, and I agree. That's a nice play to get in space on first down or second down. But third and ten, and you got your best receiver at the top one-on-one. I'm not sure I wouldn't take him. On to punt it away is Braden Totten. Had one blocked earlier. Gets this one. This is a low line drive pick. That one bounces out of bounds. It'll be good field position for Carroll starting first and ten. From their own 35-yard line. The 9.41 mark here in the fourth quarter. Now, good job there by the Carroll defense. Eventually getting the stop. Again, I told you in the pregame, Hamilton Southeastern offense in the tournament, their last three tournament games, is only 30% on third down. And uh, for a team as, as good as Hamilton Southeastern, a number one ranked team, to be only 30% on, first, on third down efficiency doesn't bode well in terms of first down efficiency. So first and 10 for Carroll from their own 35, 9.41 to play, working left to right this time. Hainoff goes to Steele. He's corralled in the backfield. He had nowhere to go all the way back at the 30 and a loss of five on the play. And Steely limping uh, off the field as well. Well, it looks like he tweaked his ankle, but he looks like he's going to be okay. You know, this Hamilton Southeastern defense against Homestead first first round game held them to negative 33 yards rushing in that first game. So, Again, a very formidable foe uh, defensively going against the Charger offense. 
Two receivers at the top, two at the bottom for Sullivan from the pistol. Second and 15, back to throw. Faces pressure, rolls to his left, spins out of it. Looking, looking, and he just runs out of bounds. He's tackled. We'll see if they throw the flag. And the official looked like he was almost reaching for it, but decided not to throw it there. Wow, that should have been a potential late hit. Kind of a bang-bang play on the sideline. And and now looks like they are talking this over. Holding. Wow. Man, oh, man. Carroll will be backed up even further after losing five on first down. Yeah, because it also goes from the spot. So you're down all the way back to the 15. Second and 30 now for the Chargers. 8.49 to play here in the ballgame. They still hold a nine-point lead, and that is key. That miss extra point. I mean, the special teams miscues for HSE could be the thing, Shane, and that do them in here this evening. Well, they declined the penalty, but they're not, I don't think they're at the correct spot. Because they lost five yards on the first down play, and he went out of bounds back here like they got the 25. Yeah, they moved it to the 30. After the run, so declining the penalty, clock will run inside 8.45, and now we have another whistle by the official on the far side of the field. Going to give a sideline warning, I believe. Hey, 90 seconds left in the game. It's uh, Snyder Valpo are tied at 14-14. As my counterpart, upon further review, Eric Dukevich is at that game, giving us a little bit of update. Said Valpo dropped a a touchdown pass, and Snyder took over on downs. Wow. So we await to resume play here, and now the signal for play is in. And it'll be third and 15 for Carroll from their own 30-yard line. 8.45 to go here in the fourth, holding on to that nine-point advantage. Three receivers to the right this time, one out, uh, two wide to the left. Empty backfield for Sullivan. Sullivan running all the way over to one of his receivers for some last-second instructions. Play clock down to two. He gets the snap away, back to throw. Steps up in the pocket. Now he's looking for a running lane. He'll take off and then just slide at the 35-yard line. He had Hafner sitting out here on the boundary with nobody around him. Uh, You know, that... I've seen too many times where he's made that throw to Hafner and and uh, unfortunately now Carroll's going to have to punt. At least he got some positive yardage back. So it'll send Dempsey on a field to punt it. He's had a big night, a couple of 50-plus yard punts this evening. Obviously using the wind to his favor, but this time kicking a, a bit against the wind here. But it's been swirling all night. High snap, able to corral it, gets it away, and it's Uh, short. This one, very short. In fact, out of bounds for Carroll at their own 44-yard line, just a nine-yard kick. An exceptional field position for Hamilton Southeastern. They take over first and 10. They'll spot it at the Carroll 43-yard line with 7.49 to go, trailing by nine. Well, that all started because the snap was high, got his rhythm off, so it rushed him, and then it goes off his side of his foot, and 
at a time where you need a kick, they don't get it. And to give Samilton Southeast in great field position. I think they come down here to Alexander one-on-one, or Hamilton one-on-one. Hamilton at the bottom, three receivers at the top. Bradle hands it off to Wallace. Wallace straight up the middle to the 40-yard line of Carroll on first down, gain of three. Well, you're down 21-12, to 12 and you're staying true to yourself as far as running the football is concerned. Again, three receivers up top, one at the bottom. Bradle fakes the handoff. Now he takes off running, and he gets a couple of yards, but really nowhere to go up the middle. Just a gain of two. Third and five coming up. They did a good job of getting positive yardage. Carroll did a good job of reading that play-action pass. So they were trying to throw a quick slant out to his right. Good read, good play there. Now third and five, but i got to believe this is two-down territory for Hamilton Southeastern. Inside seven minutes to play in this one. Carroll's still holding that 21-12 advantage. Third and five for HSC. Bobbling the snap is Bradle. He runs forward and gets back to the original line of scrimmage. No gain, fourth and five. Upcoming here, and HSC has to go for it. Well, fourth and five now makes it a little bit different. I may play field position here if I was Kelly, but again, 629, you're in that area of time that you may have to, he's going to go for it. Not surprised here with this call. Carroll fans on their feet. Two receivers up top, two to the bottom for Bradle from the gun. Back to throw. Looks, and the pass caught by Hamilton. He's got the first down inside the 30, all the way down to the... 27-yard line. Gain of 11 on 4th and 5, and the Royals keep the drive alive. Again, that was just basically two double slants, and I, again, the corner's giving him, a, giving him enough room, and understandably so, but a big 4th down play. Hamilton alone up top, three receivers at the bottom. Back to throw is Bradle. Faces pressure, and he's stopped! A huge sack by this defensive line. Royce Jones, the defensive end, Trips up Bradle all the way back to the 31-yard line. Yeah, and again, great play there by Carroll's defense. Second and 15 now. Again, you've got to be smart in your play, but you still got to give them pressure. Five and a half to play here in the ballgame. 21-12 the lead for Carroll. Hamilton Southeastern with the ball. Bradle to throw over the middle. And that one tipped incomplete. Oh, He was looking for McCoy over the middle, but he was unable to hang on. So third and 15, another third and long for HSE. 5.23 to go from the Carroll 32-yard line. HSE working right to left. They're going to put Hamilton down here one-on-one into the boundary. Try to get something in the hole, I bet. Wallace goes in motion out of the backfield into the flat. Now they throw a little screen up the middle and able to get some of that yardage back, but well short of the first down on the reception over the middle is Wilkie. Wilkie down to the Carroll 21, so bring up fourth and four. And another good play call there by Hamilton Southeastern to get themselves in a position on a convertible fourth down. But as the clock runs here, they really don't have any sense of urgency about them. 
Two receivers to either side this time for Bradle. Now he sends McCoy in motion left to right. Back to throw. Bradle looks, now steps up. Now he takes off with his feet, gets inside the 20 and did not get there. The Carroll defense stands up once again with 4.41 remaining and a nine-point advantage and now the football on offense. Well, that's a heck of a stop again by the 11 players out there for Carroll. Then don't break mentality. Make a play. They make it. Now it's time for Carroll's offense to go on about a four-minute drive here. Hamilton Southeastern has three timeouts. Anticipation building here on the Carroll sideline. With a two-possession lead, the football in 4.41 to go. First and 10 for the Chargers from their own 20. Three receivers up top, one at the bottom. Handoff going to Steely. Steely able to weasel his way for a couple of yards up to the 22. Well, it's important here that that Jake, the quarterback, use all he can of this clock. And that time, uh, Steely, they were running a little power play, and he was really too quick. And he's tempo down a little bit. They're going to wait and use this time as much as they can, and that's a smart play by them. One first down, and that really should be about it. That's all the Chargers need here. They continue to bleed the clock. Hamilton Southeastern has got three timeouts left. Play clock inside five. Another handoff this time going to Steely, this time on the right side, and he gets across the 25, and there is a flag on the field. Gotta be kidding me. And it's a hold on Carroll. They've called Carroll for holding on three or four occasions tonight, and they have not thrown one flag against Hamilton Southeastern. I find that very peculiar against two heavily run-oriented teams. Yeah, that was a that's a huge, huge penalty against Carroll because again, you go from second down in about what four. Now it's second down and twenty. Update: Snyder and Valparaiso going to overtime. They are tied at fourteen at the end of regulation. Start the clock. 3.52 is on the clock. 21-12 lead for Carroll over Hamilton Southeastern. Second and 20. Start the clock. Now the clock's rolling. Second and 20 for the Chargers all the way back from their own 10-yard line after the holding call. Sullivan gets the snap. Handoff goes to Seeley, and he gets across the 10, running to his right to about the 12-yard line gain of two. Well, you're in a position now where you've got to get as much yard as you can. you got to play field position football here and get a kick and hopefully put it down enough that you, you know, force Hamilton Southeastern to drive quit a bit. But 3-11 and the clock's still ticking. Kind of surprised that maybe Hamilton Southeastern didn't use a timeout here. Absolutely, because, again, it's not one score. They need two scores. Yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of surprising because they're just bleeding the clock. Inside three minutes now. Third and 18. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Handoff, Seeley running to his right. And he gets brought down right at the 15-yard line. Still no timeout called. 
Clock's still rolling here. Uh, that's shocking. You have three timeouts, Michael Kelly. Not sure why he's not using them. Yeah, I, I'm, I am surprised as well because, like you said, it's, you know, you're gonna, you can take this down all the way to two minutes and uh, call a timeout and then punt the ball. Dempsey will be punting, seeing right as the own goal line. Again, clock continuing to roll. Like you said, it'll be right about two and about two o two. They snap it away. They come after him. High kick, but a good one. And that that may have touched. It almost looked like it touched an HSE defender, but it goes out of bounds. It'll be good field position for the Royals, taking over first and ten. And the Carroll 45-yard line, but again, a minute 59. They got to get nine points here in a minute 59. Well, they got three timeouts. So that's going to give them plenty of time there to run some plays. It's important here now that, that that Carroll not give up a cheap score. You know, make them make plays down the field, but don't let it get somebody behind you like that. You know, the uh, Hamilton kid, because that's who he's going to be looking for. So first and ten. And then Carroll 45 for Hamilton Southeastern working right to left. Back to throw Bradle. Throwsing deep over the middle. Looking for Hamilton. A deep shot. And oh, a can't. lot of contact. Oh, my. And a flag is on the field. Boy, I tell you, there was contact both ways. And Hamilton, or Hamilton actually pulled down Valdez. And then Valdez trying to plead his case to the officials right now. They're meeting to discuss this one. Yeah, there's been some critical critical calls here tonight. Unfortunately, it's gone against Carroll more times than not. But that one there, boy, I I, I just don't think that was a, uh, a pass interference either way. Let them play. And we await the call here after a mini conference by the officials. Wow. Offensive and defensive pass interference. (laughs) They offset. And with all that, it'll be second and ten. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, it's the right call based on on both guys kind of pulling and dragging at each other. Well, that's why you keep the flag in your pocket. But they come back and replay first down and... So now first and ten. Back to throw. Bradle again looking for Hamilton. Bases double coverage. And he overthrew him. And now a flag has come out. Again, they're they're letting that official allowing Hamilton Southeastern to call the call the play. That ball was not even even close to no. being catchable. Beyond five yards from Hamilton's grasp on the far side of the field. I mean, there's no, there's no secret that they're gonna go to Donovan Hamilton one on one and throw it up. And you've just got to put yourself in a position defensively, with your safety over the top, to help on that, and uh, and the corner, you know, get up and not let him off the line. There you go, get up in his face. Don't give him, off, let him get off the ball, and let your safeties be in a position. Now, they don't need their safeties that deep, but. Uh, Minute 44, Bad snap. low snap, Bradle back to throw, Hold right there. looking, looking far side, and McCoy unable to hang on right by the near pylon. 
right into his hands after a low snap. And will bring up second and 10 for HSE from the Carroll 30-yard line. Minute 37 to go. I think they got a flag here, and I think it's going to be holding on Hamilton. Oh, they wow, picked they, it up. they're picking up the flag. Oh, my gosh. Again, Carroll's been called four times for offensive holdings. Hamilton Southeastern, not once, and then that, that time they pick up the flag. So second and ten. For HSC, minute 37 remaining. They trail by nine. Two receivers to the left. Now in motion goes Wilkie. Back to throw Bradle. Steps up, faces pressure. That's a fumble. I think he fumbled That's the football. Fumble. The ball's loose. Oh, my. And they blow it incomplete. There, oh, there's no way that was incomplete. That ball was hit, and he never completed the throw. Oh, my goodness. Cameron Lentz had the recovery, but they blow the play dead. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that ball was hit out of the hand of the quarterback. He never, ever made an attempt to throw the football. My goodness. Third and ten now for Hamilton Southeastern. Minute 35 to go. They trail 21 to 12. Ball to Carroll, 30-yard line. Bradle to throw once again. Over the middle. That one incomplete. Valdez got a hand on it. The pass was high, looking for Hamilton over the middle, right around the 10-yard line. Good defensive play there by Carroll. Valdez did a good job. I like for him not to take too much of a gamble there, trying to make a pick. But, you know, here we go again, fourth and 10. Season on the line. Hamilton Southeastern trying to keep their season alive. Carroll trying to punch their ticket to Lucas Oil Stadium next Friday night. And the snow is picked up once again here at the stadium. My goodness, there's some big flakes. Minute 28 remaining, fourth and 10. Low snap again, Bradle to throw. Looking, has plenty of time, throws over the middle. Incomplete! Looking for Hamilton again, and incomplete. And another flag down. Oh, my gosh. This, that's the, that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. You have a bad call when you don't let the fumble occur back here, and you call a pass interference on fourth and ten. And I'm serious. I'm not even quite sure that was even just so Southeastern, this drive has gotten two pass interference penalties. After starting it at the Carroll 45, they're all the way down to the Carroll 15-yard line. And a holding that was taken away and waved off. But I'm, I'm telling you, it, uh, if I'm Doug, I'm not too happy right now with some of these, fo these calls tonight. Minute 21 to go. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Bradel faces pressure, throws, and it's caught over the middle by McCoy. Inside the 10 to the 7-yard line. Clock will roll, though. Minute 10 and counting. Second and 7. Again, three timeouts for Hamilton Southeastern, but they got to get a touchdown here first. And they hand it off. Wallace up the middle, and he's going to be stuffed just short of the goal line. 55.7, but he has the first down. Why is he stopping the clock? So first and goal now. Oh, was that a first down? Yes, first down, so it'll stop. First and goal from the one for HSE. 
Handoff, Wallace stuffed behind the line. He loses a yard. And HSC will have to burn their first time out, 48.3 remaining. I tell you, the Carroll defense on this drive has had to cut, overcome a lot of things thus far. Second and goal with 48.3 seconds left. And, and we've got to make sure that uh, Carroll's coaches now take take uh, the kids and get them pour out here with some of the bad uh, calls that they've faced here tonight. And Coach Dino right now is pleading his case to the head referee. So a final between Snyder and Maryville in overtime, or excuse me, Valparaiso in overtime. As Valparaiso goes for two, they convert. They win it 22-21 to 21 over Snyder oh, in a heartbreaker. Man. So Snyder's season comes to an end. A 5A number one team defeated in semi-state. So Valparaiso will advance. Another number one ranked team, right? That's right. That's a tough way. You know, give the credit to Valparaiso going for two. You know, uh, coach is either a hero or a zero, and he's going to come away with a hero because he went for it on, for a two-point conversion. Second and goal from the Carroll three for Hamilton Southeastern, 48.3 to go. Bad Low snap. snap, another bad snap. And they were looking for Griffin Haas on the direct snap, and instead it goes all the way back to the 10-yard line. And now they got to call another timeout, and now it changes their whole perspective here. They're going to have to put their original offense back out. Third and, t third and t goal from the 10. And... Uh, We've had some bad snaps by the center this series because he's had a lot of low snaps even with the quarterback. But that's a huge break there for the Carroll defense. So again, they've been able to sneak that play past Carroll a couple times tonight, but that time, bad snap, and clock stops 44 seconds. That'll be third and goal for Hamilton Southeastern from the Carroll 10-yard line. They're still down nine. Again, they got a score and score again. Well, the biggest thing is they got to, like you said, if they get the score here, they're going to kick the extra point to give them a chance to only be a couple points down with it, where a field goal would win it, but then they have to execute an onside kick, and they've used the majority of their timeouts here. Yeah, just one timeout left after being able to advance down to the one, but they've been pushed back here. I think the ball's going to go up to Devin Hamilton one-on-one -on -one into the boundary at the top. Hamilton alone at the top three receivers at the bottom. They look for Hamilton. Faces double coverage in the end zone. Jumping up for it. Incomplete. Yeah, you had Brandon Steely over there. And now you got Donovan Hamilton, Hamilton down back again. down once again in the end zone. Basically the same spot that he was injured in the first half. 38.9 remaining fourth and goal for Hamilton Southeastern from the Carroll 10 after this injury timeout. Yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one for them. The only way I think he could come back into the game is that they would have to take their timeout. And, and you don't want to burn that timeout at this juncture, but like you said, if he's able to return... Well, they pick up an extra timeout uh, theoretically right here because with the injury, they can go over and get, you know, get themselves organi organized. So you got uh, fourth and ten to go here for a uh, touchdown. It's fourth and goal, but they got to go about ten yards here. 
So it looks. I tell you what, it may they may go. They may think they need to, and this may be their opportunity here to kick the field goal yeah. and then try for an onside kick. Because, like you said, they've got their two scores down. Yeah. So. Either way, you have to get points here, so that's the easier of the two options. Yeah. So Coach Kelly's going to opt to kick the field goal here. Again. Carter Goot on the season, 10 of 12 on field goals, a long of 43 yards. So this should be a chip shot for him. Well, he missed his extra point earlier. That's true. That was his first miss of the season. And this is going to be a 27-yarder with a ball in the middle of the field. So we'll see what happens here. Goot on for the 27-yard field goal attempt. 38.9 remaining, trying to make it. A six-point deficit. Bit of a high snap. Kick is up, and it is good. So a 34.6 to go in this one. It's now 21-15. to Carroll's still in command, but it comes down to this extra point, or excuse me, this onside kick for Hamilton Southeastern to keep their season alive. It was that, uh, who kicked that one? Was that? Uh, Goot. Goot, okay. So Goot with the field goal. And again, just a one-possession game now. One timeout remaining for Hamilton Southeastern. Well, this three is gonna, for Carroll. This is going to be the ball game because if Carroll recovers it, there's, they can, they'll be able to kneel it out and it would it, be the ball game. So Carroll sending a lot of receivers onto the field here to try to recover this onside kick. And we'll see how this kickoff goes. And here we go. Goot. Onside kick takes a high bounce, continues to bounce, and Carroll has it. They recover at their own 45-yard line. And that's going to do it, boys. They only got one. Rudolph recovers the onside kick, and Carroll a kneel down away from their first ever appearance in the Class 6A state title game. Yeah, they're going to... Yeah, we're, we're going to take a knee here. One time out left, and then after that, they'll be able to take a knee, and it'll be over, and Carroll Chargers are going to upset the number one ranked team in the state of Indiana at 6A. On for the kneel down is Sullivan. He takes the knee, and the clock will wind. Yeah, Coach Kelly's not going to make him take the next, next snap. And that will be it inside 20 seconds. Inside 15 seconds. Carroll players jumping up and down on the sideline. Inside 10 seconds. Now they run off the field. And the dream will go to Indianapolis as the Carroll Chargers upset the Class 6A number one Hamilton South Sea Eastern Royals in advance to Lucas Oil Stadium. 
unbelievable game between these two squads tonight as Carroll will be playing coming up next Friday night at 7 o'clock against the winner between Cathedral or Center Grove in the Class 6A state title game. What a ball game, Caleb. A hard-fought game by both teams. I mean, Hamilton Southeastern had a couple of key injuries in this ball game that definitely affected their ability on both sides of the football. But you you said it. The, the dream is alive for this Carroll Charger team. And, uh, you know, it's almost poetic the way this one ended tonight with the snow and the cold and and then find, finding ways to win, overcoming some penalties at the at most op, inopportune time in the game. Uh, they were ever able to get it. And, and uh, you know, I know somebody that's celebrating tonight as well with this team, but he's not with us. But I'm sure a lot of spirit is around this Carroll football team right now. Absolutely. And we'll step aside and be back, recap this one, plus take a look at the area scoreboard. Carroll upsets number one Hamilton Southeastern 21-15. to You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.